0: Now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. After you know a, a couple of weeks of us questioning our existence as wrestling fans and wrestling personalities, um, wondering whether or not this 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 whole wrestle watching thing had a future, I had a, a great enjoyable week of watching wrestling, and I, I am feeling good of, about. A fair number of things when it comes to the WWE product, Doc Manson at Doc
1: Manson. What say you, best friend, on National Best Friend Day? I am, I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better about the product, DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Uh, you know, I think I also had a great week of watching wrestling, which is to say I didn't watch any again. Did you watch Lucha Underground? I did not, but I it's because I forgot it was on. This time I legitimately so, so forgot it was on. No no Raw, no SmackDown, no Lucha Underground. Uh, correct. But I mean what do you expect for Lucha Underground? They they spent the last five months pretending it didn't exist. They didn't, so I mean I got out of the groove of watching it, so uh I, I really blame them. Yes,
0: and we talked and we talked last week about how they started in an interesting way, you know, with something unique to them, but not necessarily something you're gonna be excited about if you don't like Johnny Mundo or Damac. Yeah. Uh, c- can I ask what you're drinking? Uh, iced tea. Iced tea. Should we just do the tea thing now? Like we have sure. we have some responses. Last week, um, we were talking about tea. We were talking about uh, our friends over there in the UK, NAI UK, and we asked for some help because being both uh, of heathen American birth we we don't have that much to do with tea, and so we asked for some help and uh, our good buddies Glenn and Simon uh, helped us out. so they helped us out by sending us an email at DDt at gmail.com i I was toying with the idea of offering up an autographed picture uh, you know to if someone wanted to be a brand new emailer, I would offer up an autographed picture of of um, what? Well, I would draw it and then I would autograph it and I would send it to them. I'm not sure that's a um,
1: picture. I mean, I guess it's a, Well, not a it's photo, a picture but... that would be
0: autographed. Obviously that would be the joke. Would be it wouldn't be of me. It would be a picture I drew of, you know, a sun
1: and a moon and a little house. What if you just, kind of just got like with... a bunch of pictures of Alberto Del Rio and just start signing <laughs> those? <laughs> What, you, what I mean, do you think That would be
0: even better. I could I could take pictures out of my PWI magazine collection. <laughs> Here's a picture of Mantar from nineteen ninety five.
1: With <laughs> my signature at DC Matthew.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I think there's a future there. Alright, so um Glenn, the wrestle nut, uh, says, Would you like to read it? It is an email, and it's a short one, so that's usually your
1: cup of tea. Ah! Waka waka. Oh, yeah, yeah. there is still more tea drank in the uk than coffee there are quite a lot of brands but basically they all use a blend of indian black tea i think if doc wants to try a proper cup of british tea i believe you can purchase a brand called yorkshire tea in the u.s hope this is of use cheers glenn well, there you go. You did want you did want to get into tea.
0: That was it, because you're you're done with the coffee. I am. So you're trying to get into tea. Um.
1: Yeah. So here's the so. thing. Uh, I f- obviously I haven't had coffee now in well over two months. I got into a tea kick where I was you know using tea, uh, drinking like white green tea or blends in the mornings with a little bit of caffeine in there, less than a coffee would have. And I was having more like a chamomile tea in the afternoon, evenings. Uh, And so, you know, I was sort of... I won't say I was weaning myself off of caffeine because I think I was mostly off the caffeine by that point anyways. But I was still using it as sort of a caffeine boost as needed in the mornings. Um, But, you know, the amount of caffeine in tea is significantly reduced versus a cup of coffee. And at this point, I don't think I've had tea now in a week or maybe 2 weeks. So I'm wondering if now if I'm just sort of I although I I will say now that I'm not having the tea, the last few days I have had much stronger like um urges to go buy a cup of coffee. So I I've I've had to fight those more. So mm-hmm. so maybe I do need to start having some more tea. I, I, I don't know.
0: As someone who has had, over the years, an on-again, off-again relationship with caffeine, in the form of soda, because I don't drink coffee. I've never had an entire cup of coffee in my life.
1: Oh, you're missing out. Um, Delicious.
0: The amount of sugar and cream I would need to add really wouldn't make... I I, I might as well just drink one of those, like, Dunkin' Donuts. Those are good, too. The, you know... Dunkachinos? They are good, yeah. Or, like, the Starbucks, you know, cream things, the strawberry cream or the vanilla cream, yeah. I might as well just drink
1: a something milkshake. Like
0: that. Yeah, thank you. I essentially might as well just drink a milkshake at that point. Yeah. Um. But I don't want that many boys in my yard. Waka Anyone waka. Just... <laughs> ah! If that happens one more time, that's the title of this episode. <laughs>
1: It might be the title, anyways. <laughs> I, it might be. Uh, Baron Corbin is not on Raw. No, he is not. Um, I don't know what Indian right. black tea is. I wasn't aware there were different types of black tea. I mean, I knew there were different types of black tea, but I mean, I didn't know that like there was like nationalities of black tea. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Um, Just in the same way that there's different nationalities of rice. But wait, I don't know whether or not you know Simon's going to go into this. But if, well, let's go into that. I will take this one because it is a lengthy one, well, and that's usually. Oh well, if he doesn't though, I need somebody to write in to tell me. I, and maybe you don't know, but like here in you know America, certainly we we have these these little tea um, packets which have tea bags in them. And and like I think I think I said when I was on vacation, you know, I, I had English breakfast tea, I, I had Irish breakfast tea, um, but. Outside of those names, I have no idea what the hell it is I drank. Do you have any idea what an English breakfast tea is? Is that Indian black tea? Is that- I think
0: we might need to... Like, this might be something we need to actually get an expert on the show to talk to us about this. Because I don't know that <laughs> someone's going to be able to answer all of our questions. Now, Pav might. Pav might be able to send us an email. He hasn't been listening. He's He wrote in something today. But... Well, I don't know if he's been listening. I know he's been busy, so I assume he's either been not able to listen or able to listen but not send in his usual communiques. But, um, you know, he might have an answer for us. But here we go from Simon. Greetings from rainy Manchester. I hope you fine gentlemen are doing well. Big hugs to Mrs. Manson, who asked me about tea this week on Twitter. A lovely conversation, I thought, and one I had no context of until I heard your podcast last night. I brought my mum in on the conversation because I was round at her house. I told my mum that three Americans wanted to know about what tea I drank, and she reminded me that my Nana used to say, It doesn't matter what it says on the label. As long as it's wet and warm, I'll drink it.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Huh. Waka waka. My mum won't admit this, but that's utter bollocks. My Nan was the kind of old woman who, with just one look, could make you rethink every life <laughs> choice you've ever made. Trust me, if she asked you to make her a brew and the teabag wasn't in long enough or there wasn't enough milk, she'd never ask you again. Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa,
1: whoa. Milk? Milk. Milk and tea? Apparently. My mind is expanded. Go on.
0: Formidable woman. Not even Hitler could destroy her, and he tried. Mm. The milk amount for her was simply half a cow and the teabag just visits.
1: Huh. That's pretty
0: good. I love
1: that. Yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> As I told Mrs. Manson this week, I drink Twinnings. Twinings, Twinnings? Twinings? I think it's Twinnings. English breakfast tea if I'm feeling posh, and Yorkshire tea is my go-to cup of choice. That's the second mention of Yorkshire.
1: Twinnings bre- English breakfast tea, in fact, might be what I drank. Ooh,
0: you're posh. I might be posh. your
1: vacations. I might be posh. With your your posh vacations, are you? Uh, hello, patio furniture. What brings you round? Are you a big tea drinker?
0: I of course I'm a big tea drinker. I drink it every morning with my my bangers and mash and my other Irish things. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> if I'm happy, sad, Yorkshire tea, on the very rare occasion I have company, Yorkshire tea will come out. If they don't drink a hot beverage of any kind, I wonder what's wrong with them, (laughs) quite frankly. Yeah, that's fair. Well, sorry, Simon. It took my ex-flatmate years to get tea making right. When we went our separate ways, I like to think she knew how to make a decent
1: brew. It's funny, because when you say brew here in the States, it means a very different thing. Yes, it does. I used to think it was strange for a...
0: Mancunian family? Is that what you call those from Manchester? Mancunian?
1: Um, All right, I'll give it to
0: him. Uh, I used to think it was strange for a Mancunian family to drink Yorkshire tea, being that Manchester is on the Lancashire side of the Penines, and Yorkshire is on the other side.
1: The Penines, by the way,
0: are a range of mountains and hills in northern England separating northwest England from Yorkshire and northeast England. Oh,
1: okay, wait a minute. Here's another question now. You know how, like, we here uh, on the east coast... We, we have things, uh, you know, li- things that we call mountains. But then, you know, having now, you know, gone out west, having gone out, you know, Montana and, and seen mountains, Gandalf. Mountains. My question is, knowing nothing about the topography of England, uh, do they have mountains or do they have mountains, Gandalf? Mountains. What kind of mountains are we talking? I
0: figured it out. Hmm. We're no longer doing a wrestling podcast. We're no longer doing just a general conversation podcast. This is a podcast of two ignorant Americans (laughs) trying to understand the United Kingdom. Or or just the world. (laughs) Welcome to our 15-part series on Brexit. What is it exactly? (laughs) Well, I think Britain
1: exited from something.
0: I think so too, but that's all I know. That would be all right. So, another question: Uh, How big are your mountains, Simon? How big are your mountains? Uh, I I, we mean that literally. (laughs) (laughs) Lancashire and Yorkshire can be rivals at cricket. Cities like Manchester and Leeds can be rivals at at football, soccer. But when it comes to tea, it's. Do you think that was just a
1: slur that you said? Soccer. Yeah. Yeah, like, is that offensive to them? It is a
0: very... No, I don't know that it is offensive, but it is something that shows my American ignorance. Football is seen by millions, if not billions of people. Soccer is the most watched... Football. is Ah! the most watched sport in the world. Yet, because we Americans came up with another version of football that doesn't really even involve your feet, we call what is worldwide considered football soccer i am admitting my ignorance it is just when you were on the second grade soccer team and you were undefeated it just happens that way uh it seems even we admit yorkshire does the better brew at least it does to my family oh and the only other rule i inherited is that you should always make time for two cups in the morning because the first doesn't even touch the sides and the second is the one you enjoy when you did drink coffee how many cups did you have
1: in the morning typically one except see the definition of a cup I think is what changes there a-, a true cup of coffee is probably like six to eight ounces um when you're filling a travel mug that holds 20 24 ounces and you're calling you're that a single cup cups. I mean y- yeah you know
0: all right now I can go about my day safe in the knowledge my family is a northern stereotype I can't wait to hear what everyone else in NAI UK says. Don't even get me started on what biscuits you should dunk in your tea. That's another email. But <gasps> one we need is we asked we asked about the entire tea event. Yes. I don't personally want to know about tea itself. I want to know about the okay. the meal, the social event that is tea. Again, we're gonna to have to get some. No, I
1: want to know what kind of biscuits you do dunk in your tea, because I have some biscuits here. Um, I don't know if this is actually a popular English brand of biscuits, but we've been buying these Bischoff um, brand. Eric Bischoff? Somewhat like that. Supposedly, I think they're like England's favorite biscuit for coffee, I think is maybe what it says on it. But I've been having them with my tea, and I enjoy them quite a bit. But is that even a thing in real England? Is it, Are Bischoff biscuits a thing there, or is it just...
0: again? We want to know that we, we do we are what we lack what we lack in, in knowledge we make up for in just natural curiosity. So we we do wanna know. Um but anyways, that that I believe that settles the tea debate, at least for this week. Yeah. Again, DDT, DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. Um Let's get into this business that is wrestling, because, again, I you did not watch. But I, well, you did watch Extreme Rules.
1: I watched Extreme so let's Rules, start, and let's I will start also there. say I, I tried something new this week. Um, ah, do tell. So, I, I did not watch Raw. I did not watch SmackDown. But uh, on Wednesday, I sat down with the YouTubes. Ah, And I went to the WWE's channel on the YouTubes. And I saw they had a stream of videos, a a list, I guess, dedicated Mm -hmm. to SmackDown. And and I saw another list dedicated to Raw. And so I went through, and any segment that was of interest to me, I watched. Okay.
0: I have no qualms with that way of viewing. That is very similar to how I watch I don't sit down and watch 3 hours at a time I you know I watch although this week I did Extreme Rules was good enough that I did sit down and actually it was on for a good portion of Monday night Tuesday night I fell asleep early um but all right so you did you have seen some of it but again let's start with Extreme Rules um our buddy GQ who we saw uh Saturday again with long lost friend uh, Mr. Hyman, um, which was lovely to see him. It had been a long time since the four of us had gotten together. Uh, nope, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it because I love our friends. Um, no, I was. we had a great time. A great time was had by all. You. And I wish I could get our... You were going to say something. I was going to say, I wish I could get our friend GQ a job he liked. That is what I will say. Oh. I would like to be able to magically get our friend GQ a job he enjoyed, because it is no fun to be in a job you don't like.
1: Uh, I think that's 100% true. So uh, try to find me something next. Okay. <laughs> all right, so extreme rules.
0: Um, skipping over Callisto versus Apollo Cruz because nobody cares. Uh, we
1: have a new Intercontinental Champion in The Miz. Your thoughts? Yes. The Miz is the Intercontinental Champion. Okay. I mean, thank you. The Miz is a good champion. He's a good heel. I really enjoyed his work on SmackDown the past year or so since the draft, or whatever you want to call it. Superstar shakeup. Well, the shakeup was the more recent thing when he moved to Raw. What was it called when they first did the brand split? Oh, probably the brand split is what it was called. Uh, Anyway, it was called the brand split. Yeah, so I do feel as though The Miz has lost something in the translation to Raw. I don't think he's quite as hot as he was on SmackDown. and He doesn't
0: have the natural opponent in Daniel Bryan to play
1: off of. I think that's likely a he's good part to, of he, it. He's trying to capture
0: the same sort of savage, truth-telling That we got with Daniel Bryan, but he doesn't have someone to do it. So he's trying to make it work with Dean Ambrose, but it's not as
1: uh, sincere. And not only is it not as sincere, but we literally saw a program with The Miz and Dean Ambrose on SmackDown. Like, they've done this before. And in fact, when he pulled Renee Young into it when it was on SmackDown, it was far more interesting at that time. Um, It seems to me that they pulled pairs of people over to these shows and at least in this instance they're repeating something that we've already seen and again Mm -hmm. although it's perfectly fine i I enjoyed what i saw of the mrs celebration i i guess Mm -hmm. on raw i still do feel as i can't shake the feeling that a i've seen this before and b i saw it better I think I think
0: you make absolutely excellent points. This feud should be done. And as good as the celebration was, I enjoyed Miz taking out the mascot. I enjoyed Miz destroying the box. Maurice trying to run was not necessary. Could she? She almost fell. Um, <laughs> Dean Ambrose being the camera guy was a very stone cold sort of moment, which I enjoyed. This feud needs to end. There's no reason for them to feud anymore.
1: None, none whatsoever. So but there's still
0: that. it was, again enjoyable. To, uh, <clears throat> made for enjoyable viewing on Monday. Um, so let's see. Um, I I did not watch Rich Swan and Sasha Banks take on Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. So if you have anything you would like to say about that, go for it.
1: It was a time filler.
0: Um. Okay, yeah, and, you know, I don't know what's happening with the women's division. Uh, The biggest, you know, I know at this point with Extreme Rules being a week old, this has been said before on multiple avenues, um, the women's title match was a giant question mark for me.
1: What do you mean? Before or after? The
0: the kendo stick on a pole, the whole thing. Like, I got the Uh storyline. Bailey's not going to be savage enough to use the kendo stick. But that match, I, I have a feeling that match was supposed to be longer, and for whatever reason, at the last minute they said, you know how we were going to give you 13 minutes? You've now got six.
1: Yeah. Sorry. um, That match never went anywhere that I wanted it no. to go. No.
0: And, you know, I don't know where we're heading now with the women's division. You know, I, I like Alexa Bliss. I think she's a good heel champion. But I don't really. But I, why is I, she feuding not, with
1: Nia Jax?
0: Yeah, I'm not really enthusiastic about where everything is
1: going. The in, uh, you know, that I, entire division on Raw. I know they really only lost Charlotte, but they seem to have lost the thread.
0: yes, yes. Again, I, you know, I expected that Raw would be it's Sasha now. Sasha's now going to challenge Alexa. Bailey will move down to the kind of B-level feud, either with Mickey James or Emma or whomever. And I now, granted, I think they're just kind of you know the pay-per-view just ended. They're trying to get their feet under them to figure out where they're going. But it, I feel like we're going we're, we're we're going nowhere as opposed to the tag team division. Sheamus and Cesaro won the tag team titles, and I couldn't be happier.
1: Sure. I well. I, I don't know, man. They're what tag team division? So the Hardys lost the belts. Sheamus and Cesaro now have them.
0: Yep. Who? They're, well, the Hardys. Who? What other tag teams I, are I there? Bo- don't tell me the golden rumor,
1: truth because they're not there. Don't no, tell me it's, uh, the it's, revival because they've got us jaw shire, wired shut. Don't don't tell me that they'll they'll
0: be back soon enough. And then you've got
1: whatever's happening with Enzo and Cass. And then you've got it's whatever's happening there. Seems to me to not be a story that involves a tag division.
0: I I tweeted this out. You know, like I tweeted out just some random SummerSlam predictions based on extreme rules i would like to see uh kalisto team with the big show it's just an odd enough pairing it's like when Rey mysterio teamed with the big show the division needs another team you're absolutely right they do need depth they don't have any legitimate tag teams so unless you're gonna steal american alpha for some reason um who exactly uh, you know, just pair two people who aren't doing much together. Sheamus and Cesaro versus Kalisto and Big Show. Sure, I'd watch that for a month or two. Why not? I guess. Uh, uh, but still. Um, Aries versus Neville
1: was very good. I just Again. I just, at this point, I don't understand. Well, I mean, I do understand what they're doing with Austin Aries. Um, they've decided that he's just a flash in the pan. They're never going to actually do anything with him. In this company, he.
0: I think he is back on the independence by WrestleMania.
1: Like I, I just I don't understand because he has taken he
0: has taken to Twitter on a couple of different he occasions has. to express his displeasure. I I think this is a short term thing. For I enjoyed what I saw from Austin Aries, but I will not miss him if he
1: Okay, like. so but let's not make this about Austin Aries. All valid points, but now let's let's talk about Neville. Neville as the champion was a breath of fresh air. It was exactly what the cruiserweight division needed. he, He came into a strong presence. He really helped establish that brand. He gave it some credibility for somebody who had already been on the main roster, and he reinvented his character into something that was incredible, fresh, different. We liked it. We ate it up. Now what? By not moving that championship belt off of Neville to uh, to the one person that they have now built as a credible opponent to him on multiple occasions. Now I'm just looking at that entire show, that entire division and saying, now, now what? Who's left? Now, like, I don't if, feel like there's it, any credible people on that show to if challenge them. If it were up to me,
0: first of all, it would not have gone on as long as it had. You did not need Aries versus Neville three times. No, Twice would have been fine. Once would have been fine. You build Austin Aries, and then Austin Aries goes to build somebody else, and Neville goes to build somebody else. Akira Tozawa, Cedric Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali. Those are three names right from the 205 Live roster. All would have made sense as potential contenders. Again, I think there's only one of
1: those people that you can put on a pay-per-view with credibility. And who is that? Cedric Alexander.
0: I think Akira Tozawa would have been, but again, you you've got to build it up. Akira Tozawa to is a guy.
1: With, I'm sorry, but Akira Tozawa is very good. He's a phenomenal athlete. Like, I'm not taking that. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking that away from uh, any of those guys. But he's a guy that you feed to Neville. He's not, to me, a credible you, opponent.
0: But but again. My whole point, when Neville won the title, I did not want him to lose it. He's got to build interest in the brand and the show. And now we're talking about a broader issue. But it's been We're talking about a broader issue in the fact that I don't think the cruiserweights are long for this company. It's very possible. 205 Live, I don't think, is super popular. The fact that we're doing this purple rope thing is not necessarily working super well. Like... Something's got to give. I don't know what it is, but something's got to give with the cruiserweights. But again, Neville's supposed to build a couple of guys so that by the time he does lose the title, to Alister Black, because that's where they are going. They've been. Alister Black it vers- is a
1: cruiserweight.
0: Technically, yes. Huh. I think they they list him at two hundred and five pounds. That so it's not what that is an not inc- what I.
1: That, yeah. I mean that's an incredible misuse of Alister
0: Black. Yes. Yes, but again, it depends on what their long-term future is. Like, I think Neville winds up moving to the UK because if they start doing this UK show, they're going to need somebody recognizable there. Pete Dunne's not going to do it because while Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate tore the house down at Takeover, they're not household names. So if you send Neville over there, that might help. But again, that's neither here nor, you know, now I'm moving ahead, multiple pieces on the chessboard. They had some picture WWE tweeted of Neville at the top of a set of stairs with the gold and Aleister Black is walking by. I think that's where we're headed. My guess would be it's going to be for SummerSlam. It's not how I would use Aleister Black, but at the same time, if we're going to see Aleister Black at SummerSlam, that's kind of awesome. All right. So... Um, That takes us to the Fatal Five-Way. What did you think of the Fatal Five-Way? And the fact that Samoa Joe is your number one contender to Brock Lesnar.
1: An unexpected finish. Uh, I remember as we were setting up for the show, GQ asked, you know, who do you think is going to win? I said, I don't know who's going to win, but I know who I want to win. And that's Samoa Joe. And GQ said to me, yeah, me too. But he's also the guy probably with the least chance of winning this match. And I was like, yeah, yep. that's probably true. And here we are. 91. So, I mean, I'm pretty mm-hmm. pleased with the outcome. I thought the match itself was. There was a lot. I liked it. There was a lot of moving pieces. I mean, it was good, but. I don't understand
0: where we got into five. Yeah. Like, we had triple threats. We had fatal four ways. We had six pack challenges. Five's an awkward number. Although, I will say that beginning the moment where Bray and Finn are brawling, Rollins oh. and Joe are brawling, and Roman Reigns is just standing in the ring?
1: And you know what the, the conversation was, kinda... was at our house? Our house, the conversation was, this is my yard. This is my yard. Oh, this, you guys out there. You're not in my yard because this is my yard. Yeah, you guys go outside the yard because this is my yard. It was just like, once again, Roman Reigns just being set up as... I, I don't know. I hate Roman Reigns. I and they want me to hate Roman Reigns. So I'll, yes. I'm eating out of their hand. I understand that. But the problem yeah. is I, I hate him in a way that makes me not want to watch their product. So I understand. I, I, understand. I don't know if that's really winning on their behalf. I, I don't know.
0: It, you hate them in a way that makes you not want to watch their product, except you did. You didn't watch Raw. I haven't watched weekly wrestling in But you watched, but you watched two Extreme weeks. Rules. You have not can't you are still giving them $10 a month.
1: Yes, for now. But a good portion of that is because I have a wrestling podcast.
0: So you're saying, you are saying if we were done, as you may or may not have alluded to at lunch the other day, if we were done, you would stop watching wrestling altogether
1: and save yourself $10 a month. I might watch nothing but Lucha Underground. Okay. Okay, that's
0: fair. I liked the match. I thought that Roman Reigns moment was kind of. I, it was just the way he like. He's so acting like a heel, and I know that's what, you know they are kind of what they want. They want kids to cheer him and adults to boo him, which is a very awkward way to present a character. Um, the, but I like the match. I find his
1: character to be incredibly unsatisfying I don't disagree I can understand why people feel that way so
0: um, but let's talk about what to me was possibly one of the most satisfying Monday Night Raw moments that I've seen in quite some time which was Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman
1: mm. so I, I scrolled through that list of videos to, to identify segments that I would like to watch and I watched Samoa Joe in the ring. I watched Paul Heyman come out to speak with Samoa Joe in the ring, as well as the aftermath, which we'll get into, I'm sure. And then I watched a, a, a clip of Paul Heyman in the backstage area being checked by medical and yep. getting a phone call. And that is the sum total of what I watched from Robinson. That's fine. Because that
0: moment... In and of itself, complete like I had no interest in Brock Lesnar Universal Champion. I had no interest in you know the the Fatal Five way looked like a good match on paper, but I was sure that Finn Balor or Roman Reigns was gonna win and it was gonna be a feud that was relatively unsatisfying for me personally, and then Joe won, and he came out and he was confident and he was you know, I I wish I had Brock Lesnar's schedule. And it was just like, yes! And, you know, and then Heyman came out. And Heyman was great. And then Joe's... T- like, the, the Coquina Clutch was the least interesting part of that for me. It was the just calm way. I'm going to give you a message to give. And I'm going to do this to you. And this is what's going to happen. And it's totally fine. It's not... You know, it was just... I was like... I, I had one of those, I'm standing watching the TV, you know, just completely in awe at that. Because you did not expect that I, to happen. I, and I don't care
1: what pay-per-view the payoff is. It was beautiful. I have been waiting for Samoa Joe to be the greatest yes. wrestler in the world, as I knew him capable of being, since he has come to the WWE. We had this conversation last week yes. about how un how
0: how disappointing it was. We don't we we haven't seen the Samoa Joe that you and I both know. That was and, and now he's the here.
1: Samoa Joe. Yes, yes. Now, and I was just like, oh, yes, it was beautiful, glorious. My problem with the segment, and it's not a problem with the segment, honestly, because sure, the no, segment go for was it. perfect. Go for it. The, the segment really it. was perfect. It's what is the problem? Because they're, they're they're there. The problem I have is. So we're going to see Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that Brock Lesnar is going to drop this thing in his first title defense.
0: That's the one part that gives me pause. Because after Extreme Rules and Raw, I'm like, they're telling me a story in which Samoa Joe could win if it wasn't for the fact that it's the, the first fact type.
1: that he's Samoa Joe you don't the fact that he is the only one out of all of those people who I think myself I don't want to speak for you but probably you a good number of other people think could be a credible threat to Brock Lesnar says to me that they are going to use Samoa Joe to injure Brock Lesnar he's going to Put him through the ringer. He's going to give him a serious amount of competition. He is going to hurt Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar is going to win. And Mm -hmm. those weaknesses in the armor that Samoa Joe puts in there is what Finn Balor or Seth Rollins is going to exploit to beat
0: him. He is exposing and finding the chinks in the armor. That is absolutely what Samoa Joe's job is because your best buddy Liam Stryker has said for a while now that all of these guys in that Fatal 5 way, or most of those guys, maybe not Bray Wyatt, but most of those guys are going to get title shots heading into WrestleMania when he loses to Roman Reigns. So he'll wrestle Samoa Joe at Great Balls of Fire. Maybe he wrestles you know Finn Balor at SummerSlam, Seth Rollins at, you know, he all, all he has these big matches heading down and then he finally eventually loses because by that point he has been so humanized because each guy will get closer. Samoa Joe will get close, Finn Balor will get closer, Seth Rollins will get closer, and then Roman Reigns is the guy to do it. And that makes absolute sense. But at the same time, I don't know if you know. I know Goldberg is a different different beast, but Goldberg beat him handily twice. Yeah, that
1: I can remember. I I do think Goldberg is a completely different beast. I I, I don't think it's yes. comparable. But you know,
0: uh, I could I could see this being something where he you know he manages to squeak it out. Maybe not till Summerslam, but I'm
1: giving Joe at least a fighter's chance in this. I'm going to be incredibly disappointed if in this last three-minute conversation. We just outlined the main event scene for Raw from now until WrestleMania.
0: The only difference is I bet Seth Rollins is first, then Finn Balor, then Roman Reigns. Or Seth Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor. The smart money is on that plan. The smart money is on he wrestles four matches against those four guys and eventually loses to Balor or Reigns, and you, you're you going to, yes, of course, if Samoa Joe suddenly wins it, even if he wins it at Great Balls of Fire and then loses it to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, that's still something.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: So, but anyways, it was great. I loved every second of it. You did not miss a whole lot else. Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns had a good match. Um. <laughs> Big Cass got knocked out in a very, like, this was obviously set up. Again, they they want you to believe that he's the bad guy. So it's set ups and it looks so fake that you, it's almost like, you know, he, he did it as, you know, very quickly sort of thing. Um, TJP and Neville are now fighting, which Whee! I'm sure you're just thrilled about. Goldust and our truth were great again. I'm Their sure. promos back and forth were good. Um, the, the Miz segment was good. Enzo Amore teamed with Big Show. I will give that was kind of fun. It was something different for Enzo Amore to do. And in that sense, I was like, you are very funny. And you are a great talker. And I'm now, I'm like, I hope you do separate from big casts, even though it's way too soon because I will be more interested in you. If you do, um, Samoa, Joe and, you know, Joe and Rollins again had a good match. So, you know, you didn't miss any major storyline points, but for the show after a pay-per-view, you know, sometimes it takes them a while to get going as we head towards great balls
1: of fire. So, so do, do, do you want to know which segments I watched, uh, from SmackDown? Um,
0: I can tell you what segments I... Well, yes, no, I do. Because
1: you tell me I'm guessing, which segments guessing you think was... I watched. Um, The Fashion Files, The End. I did watch The Fashion Files, and I almost didn't watch The Fashion Files because the video on YouTube didn't call it The Fashion Files. It just said something about The New Day. But then I saw yeah. Brizango there in but, the still, and I said, okay, I have to watch that. And it was excellent. I don't know if they started that, it this week or not. It was great. But the two of them in the noir thing, um, hearing each other's thoughts. It started last week. Is amazing. It started, it started last week. Um,
0: and let's talk about what this says about Brizango. You have New Day. Longest reigning tag team champions of all time, and arguably over the last year and a half to two years, the funniest part of wrestling. You might, some people might go with Enzo Mori, but New Day,
1: okay. by yep, and
0: large, okay. they played the straight men for most of that segment. They were the ones that were just like, this is awkward, and they let Brizango. Bring the funny. It was good. It, well, if you get the chance on the WWE thing, watch there because this was the second edition of the film noir. They did it last right. week when they realized they could hear each other, and it. But and again, just you know the 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 thought that is put into that board. It's so that good bulletin board. Oh, it's so like good with like Kidman and Tony Chimmel, and all of that. It was just like. oh. God, I want to know are...
1: who designed the bulletin board, because if it was Brizongo themselves,
0: part of me thinks it's got to be them. They've got, or they've got to say, "Here's who we want on the board," and then they get some intern to print the pictures and do. But ah, oh, it is just, it is, it is wonderful. Uh, it is wonderful. They, they are doing a, ama- you know, at some point we're gonna get the Usos teaming with the clones against New Day and Brizongo. But it doesn't matter. It's not. It it continues to not be a flash in the pan. It's lasted
1: longer than I expected it to and they're killing it each and every time. No, it's it's excellent. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh I I watched exactly one more segment from SmackDown. All right. Did you watch Lana? Yes. I watched the debut of Lana Lena.
0: She's she's not going to okay. Let's put let's let's make sure because I was people were getting a little irritated with me. This is the ideal scenario across the board because she came out, she had she looked completely different than everybody else, which is because she is right now she is all blue. Everything they are taking what they had planned for Eva Marie and they just put Lana in a fair part of it. They tweaked it to fit her. She came out. She did her thing. Did you watch the, you know, did you see the the match part where she came out and tripped? No. Okay, so she comes out afterwards. She She comes out. They all laugh, which made total sense. She leaves in a huff. She comes out during the six-woman tag match, attacks, you know, trips... Naomi, who then gets beaten. If you had to guess what Tamina's finisher is, what do you think it is?
1: Um The Flying Headbutt?
0: It was a super kick, and I was just like Now granted that was just how that particular match ended, but that's the first time I've seen Tamina in a while, and I was like, come on. You're the you're the A, you're a snooker. So if you're gonna do something, do the super fly thing. Or you're the biggest woman in that group besides Charlotte. Where's your power move? Like, do something. But she did a nice superkick and pinned Naomi. And so Naomi has demanded a shot at Lana at Money in the Bank. Shane was like, we just talked about this. Like, she hasn't really earned it. And Naomi's like, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll put my title on the line. And I am pretty sure it is going to be a title match.
1: I would rather Lana be in the Money in the match. I'm okay
0: with it this way because Naomi not wrestling on that show is weird.
1: That, that is it, weird. It, it makes, but here, here, here's my concern. Uh, now I don't know. Lana, Lana could be the greatest wrestler in in the history <laughs> of women's wrestling. She could have been training these past four years, and she could be the most promising recruit they've ever seen through the Performance Center. I don't know, but I'm assuming that's not true. I'm assuming that she's relatively green and inexperienced and not capable yes, of gonna make an carrying a match herself. And I don't know if you know this, but while Naomi is a gifted athlete, perhaps, I would not call her an experienced ring veteran capable of carrying all others of any skill level to an enjoyable, nay competitive match. Therefore, I am not sure that Naomi versus Lana does either competitor any favors in terms of protecting them, not just from a safety standpoint, which I am concerned about, but also simply in being carried to having a good match. It is a safer bet to put her in the Money
0: in the Bank match and to have brief moments of offense so you can be like, hey, that was pretty good. Hey, that was pretty good. Hey, in this 20-minute match, she had three moments that were pretty good. That's
1: impressive. And see, my my big problem is... It makes absolute sense. Naomi has good matches... With people who are very good, I yes don't know if she can have good You're matches right. with people who are not very good. That's my concern. I think this if this match happens, if it winds up being
0: Naomi versus Lana, it's five minutes, maybe, and it it it's gonna be designed. So that Lana has a couple of minutes to shine. Something will happen. I don't know what it's going to be. I think Lana makes her
1: entrance. Everybody cheers the crap out of her. Yeah. Naomi comes in, and people cheer her entrance as well. They get into the ring. Naomi literally runs circles around her. Hits her with a series of flurry kicks. uh, Lana gets completely frustrated again, like she did with Shane and walks out or, or, or something to that effect. Like she gets frustrated. If they wanted to go
0: the, if they wanted to continue to go the Eva Marie about route, something happens where Lana gets injured before the match. Yeah. You know, it's a 10 minute segment, but, you know, but again, I think it's going to be, Lana gets a little bit of offense in throughout, but it's going to be mostly Naomi-driven. Naomi's going to win. And what worries me is that we're going to have this first women's money in the bank match, and they're going to cash in that night. And we're not going to get the story of the women's briefcase because it's going to be Naomi cashes in, or Naomi wins, and then, whether it's Carmella or Natalia or somebody else, cashes in immediately, and now... That's the new story. Did is Charlotte, Maddie has just stolen the title. Did
1: Charlotte ever get her title match after becoming number one contender? I don't think so. I don't think so
0: either. I would guess that would be right now, right this second. If you had to pick the women, the SmackDown Women's Title match for SummerSlam, it's Charlotte versus Naomi, maybe with Becky Lynch thrown in there too. It's randomly like the three faces wrestling each other. Yeah.
1: Probably. And again
0: you hope that because everyone would expect Charlotte to turn heel and then you would hope Becky does it just to be interesting. But yes, those were the two best moments of SmackDown. AJ Russell, Dolph Ziggler, it was a fine match. I did not watch Shinsuke versus Kevin Owens. Um Mojo Raleigh is is gearing up potentially to, you know, they were talking on NAI Pod this week all about how you know, Liam had predicted the main event, the SmackDown main event for SummerSlam is going to be Mojo versus Jinder for the title. I won't go that far, but Mojo, Mojo's trying to get something going.
1: You know what I think is interesting? Um, they have one show uh, where, where the, the ostensibly main event title uh, ha- has been a non-entity uh, simply by virtue of the fact of, of the champion not being present. And on the other show, they took the jobber division and gave them and the moved belt. moved it to the main event. They are highlighting the mid-card belts, though. Because, again, you know, say
0: what you want about The Miz, but he's, you know, The Miz and Ambrose have been kind of holding down the fort, and then you've got Kevin Owens and AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura going after the U.S. titles. It is an interesting way of doing things.
1: Uh, that's for sure. It's got its. I mean, it's because got its perks. It makes those mid card belts valuable, and it gives those lower card guys something to do that makes them seem like a bigger deal, and therefore builds them as stars. Theoretically, in the process, um, because
0: Randy Orton, to the best of my knowledge, was not on SmackDown. He is wrestling I he Jinder was. Mahal for. The-
1: I remember something on YouTube that I didn't watch that said Randy Orton in the title. That's that's all I know.
0: Apparently, he responded in a backstage segment with Renee Young to something that Jinder Mahal said. Orton says that money in the bank in two weeks, he won't need to say one word, but Jinder will hear him just fine. And that was it.
1: Are they having a rematch? They, they are not.
0: Yes. But they are not building that feud. Like, Jinder is starting potentially a program with Mojo Rally. And Norton's just hanging out.
1: Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial winner. Well, that was, the whole, that
0: was the whole gist of it, was he was talking to Shane, and he was like, you know, I've been waiting patiently. I've been on the sidelines. I've been on the bench. You know, I won this thing that's supposed to mean something and it hasn't yet and to which most of the fans were like what do you mean it's supposed to mean something it hasn't meant anything
1: and what do you mean you you won
0: it Gronk won it for you well that's true too well which would be the celebrity thing you know it would be Mojo with Gronk in his corner against Jinder Mahal with Sanjay Dutt and that's not who it is (laughs) with the Singh brothers the Bollywood boys
1: I like Sanjay Dutt Remember the I, sprinkler? Yes! <laughs> That's why we need a video uh, podcast. Everybody would have just seen both of us in unison do a sprinkler across the webcam. <laughs> um.
0: All right. We have a couple of more emails, and then I have one uh, kind of question for you. Next week, we'll be gearing up for money in the bank, because there's another pay-per-view. Woo! Um. Then Great Balls of Fire. Then... I think Battleground and then finally SummerSlam. So there's only three more pay-per-views before SummerSlam. Is that all? Um I let's let's start here then we'll get to the emails and then we'll do our usual thing. Um I heard tell that you didn't watch the Extreme Rules kickoff because you were in the middle of doing some other things with GQ which sounds bad. Mm. Um there was some classic video gaming going on Indeed. at Manson Manor. Would you like to tell us about that?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it depends on how much detail you want. I could spend What were you that- playing?
0: What, what were you playing? I'm assuming it was NES, yeah, so, Nintendo Entertainment System, the original one.
1: Well, sort of. My For my birthday, uh, my brother got me the NES Classic. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It was a reissued sort of micro console, and on this console they have like, I think it was 30 games. So 30, just a collection of 30 games that uh, you can play. These are all classic Nintendo games, NES, uh, original NES. So, I mean, it's a who's who of games. It's pretty cool. And was there the original WrestleMania game where you can be Bam Bam Big Low and do a cartwheel? No, these are good games from the Nintendo uh, that they put on the system. Punch-Out? Were you playing Punch-Out? Punch-Out is, in fact, on there. Super Mario, Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3, Castlevania 2, Super C. um, Duck Hunt? Duck Hunt is not on there because it wouldn't translate to modern televisions. Light gun technology no longer Uh, really works. Um, But yeah, so, you know, a bunch of really cool stuff. Now, uh, the reason why I said I could talk about this all night is because uh, there is a tool online called hack chi 2 it's a um it's basically a tool that's been developed that allows you to uh, it's ostensibly hack the nes classic you just hook up to your computer you run this program you have to dump the kernel you have to install some drivers yada 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 bottom line is then you can load the console with games that you with other games with if you have ROMs from other games and I actually have a very extensive collection of ROM dumps from NES cartridges from many rooms ago I've been holding on to this collection for the better part of two decades now and uh I finally had a use for them and I put everything under the sun to GQ's contentment onto this thing. I, I put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 the arcade game on there, uh part three the uh the Manhattan Project. I put on Bad Dudes on there. I put Battletoads on there, Battletoads versus uh Battletoads and Double Dragon. Uh I did put the WWE games on there, WWF at the time. We didn't end up playing any of those. Um so I loaded this thing up to the gills. Uh you know, DuckTales, uh so how many tails, games do you have now? Games. What's that?
0: So how many games would you say you have now?
1: I mean, i probably put about 100 on there, so... Wow. I mean, I've got plenty well, right. of other ROMs I could add, but those are the ones that I thought we'd be most likely to play. So you do
0: enjoy console gaming, just old consoles?
1: Well, something I've got nostalgia for, like the Nintendo, which I yes, played when I was that, a kid. but that's fine. Uh, I, like, I'm just I like console games before the introduction of the analog stick on the controllers. Uh, honestly, the analog stick completely destroyed console gaming for me. Uh, okay. My thumbs just don't get it. That's fine.
0: Yeah. As long as you have these ROM dumps. It just sounds terrible. Well, that's what they're called. DC Matthews I at DC everything. Matthews NAI. I get it, Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Well, let's get to the rest of our emails. DDT at gmail.com. Our good buddy Mitchell Monroe, haven't
1: heard from him in a while. Sends us this. Um, I don't know if you know this, but my <laughs> hey <guys>. entire computer <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> shut down I realized that long
0: that, ago. I realized that. Hey guys, long time no email. I apologize for my absence. Here's a few questions for you. Rumor has it that the gender decision was made because of the India thing, but before that, Rusev N-D-N-T. very well might have been the next Indian T. Ah, might have been the next WWE I champion. What don't know what do uh, you guys make of this. I don't know if you know
1: this, but that's uh, it's called a callback in the biz.
0: A throwback. What do you guys make of this rumor, whether true or not? Do you think Rusev ever ever gets his shot? Is he a last second? Money in the Bank participant. Uh, While, you know, Money in the Bank is traditionally, at least as far as I know, six guys. I know sometimes it's been eight, one time it was ten, which is a terrible idea. But um, I think they're going to stick with these six. I would love for Rusev to be involved in this in some form or fashion. uh, But no, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I've got no expectations for Rusev moving forward. You know, do I think that he might have been
0: that guy? No, I don't. I don't think that... I don't know that Rusev was going to head to, you know, SmackDown and suddenly become a main event player. Again, would love it to be true. Don't know if I if I believe that. I think it, it is the India thing. Um, I don't think they were going to go with a different foreign heel. I think they just took advantage of the opportunity that presented itself. Um... You know, do I think Rusev ever gets his shot? Yes, in a two-brand system. Much in the same way that you know, Great Khali and Mark Henry and Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler became world champions, and now that Bray Wyatt is a former world champion, yes, I think Rusev does get his shot, and I will be excited when it does happen. But I, I, I don't have any short-term hopes for him. Anything you'd like to add?
1: I have no expectations for Ah,
0: uh, Our good buddy Pav sent us another vignette. Next week, hashtag Pav returns. He is expecting his royalty check for the use on NAI Pod of his creation, the Nope of Negativity.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm sure Jason will get busy cutting you a check immediately upon hearing this. And I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful
0: kind of day where you can learn to work and play and get along with each other. We get along. DDT Pod Episode 64. A raccoon visited DC. Or was it a certain Englishman? Hmm. A picture of random European girls playing hopscotch? Hashtag POVReturns next week. I like it. And our final email? from a uh, friend of Doc Manson, <laughs> Seahawk. I I, I I felt, you know, Seahawk and I had a serious conversation uh, the other day, and I probably seemed very high and mighty and holier than thou. Uh, and while I don't regret what I said... Words? Uh, you know, words I, I, were
1: exchanged?
0: Not necessarily words. He used, a, um, he used an adjective incorrectly and not not uh, like I didn't correct his grammar um, he used a derogatory term to describe something that is stupid um, but he used a word that in my mind didn't need to be used.
1: did he use a word that might have an appropriate use in a scientific context
0: no not that word oh no he was a, you know and um, perhaps I should ask him I don't want to paint him in a negative light because I know, I understand he didn't mean it. Of course. He was, he, you know, he said something was dumb in the same way that, you know, why you got to be so dumb? Why you got to be so yep. whatever about it. And I was just like, we, we don't need to do that. Mm. Like okay. you're personify You're personifying something that doesn't, that can't be personified. So I apologize to him if it seemed like I was, you know, scolding him too much. But again, it's 2017. I don't think we need to use that word that way.
1: Well, I respect this conversation, but at some point, you're going to need to tell me what the hell this word is because I'm drawing a blank. All right. Should I just say it? Uh, no, no. We, we can wait till after the show. It's fine. Uh, yeah. As you were saying. Today is Ghostbusters Day. You're welcome, Doc. Thank you. Sent from my iPhone. I am pleased to know that today is Ghostbusters Day. I may have to watch some Ghostbusters in celebration. The real Ghostbusters. More than likely, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, somebody I follow on Twitter was having a has these tournaments, and he was doing a cartoon tournament. And the finals was, I believe, the real Ghostbusters versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That
1: makes sense as a final to that bracket. Uh, I presume Ninja Turtles won, but that is the incorrect answer.
0: Fair enough. This coming from the guy who
1: thinks fireballs are the greatest candy ever. That's because... Well, hold on. One, they are. But two, if they weren't, it's only because of the bracket... That resulted in them having certain matchups where they came out ahead. I think if you had set that up differently, they might not have even made it. Well, I didn't set it up at all. This person set it up alphabetically. No, DC, no. You set it up. This is your fault. You decided which candies were going to be on that list. And in what order, you presented it. It's on you. You did this. You're the reason why fireballs are the best candy ever. Okay. They are pretty good, though.
0: If you say so. Um, What's your piece of positivity for the week? I know what it's going to be.
1: The fashion files? Yep. I I, I read somewhere. I don't remember where, so I I apologize for stealing, which is what I do for all of my content. But uh, they need to move Brizongo onto the other show and they need to rename the fashion files to Raw and Order.
0: That gets a slow clap. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. That's that's fantastic. Raw and order. Um I will go with Samoa Joe. I'll go the other route. And that uh, was good. It it was it was legitimately one of I probably said this multiple times. But it is up there with my favorite things that has happened in wrestling since I have come back with the advent of the WWE. Network. That's fair. It was it was a beautiful piece of television. I commend everyone involved. Um, I also commend the Fashion Files because that was equally brilliant for a totally different reason. Um, Alright. Well, thank you to our emailing friends. Thank you for our DDT besties. Thank you for being part of our show and our neighborhood. Um, anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night?
1: I hope to watch some wrestling next week. Good. I hope so, too. I hope you
0: follow Doc Manson on Instagram. I hope you find us on Twitter. I hope you subscribe. I hope you write us a review. We haven't checked our reviews in a while. We should do that. Probably because nobody's written a review but it should happen. I hope you listen to the NAI network and check out DC and Doc Talk. I hope you have a fabulous whenever you are listening to this. I hope the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood.